Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Sounds of the week right there. Brought to you this hour by our friends at J-Dogs right now. They are here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. They're out on the plaza right by the J-Note. They're selling take-home J-Dog kits complete with the fixins that you like. And we did confirm, Gordon, we did confirm, very important here, the J-Dog sauce is included. Boy, I tell you, Jake, I may have to bribe you to head on down there and pick, pick up a few of those packs for your family and mine. Doesn't that sound good? It sounds really good. But but then again, you and I both do love love J-Dogs. And, and do. during the season on game nights there, uh, they have a, um, I don't know, what do you call that, a window or whatever, right across from our, our uh, studio. And often, Gordon, you and I don't make it far past without grabbing one. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Although I thought that was interesting talking to Jason when he was saying, hey, limit yourself. Right. Right. Don't overdo it. It's difficult. It's difficult. And I do mm. like, you know what I like about it here at the arena? That the Fixins bar is more than just onions and mustard. Oh, yeah. Like they've got There's, the, they've they got got the yellow, kraut. Banana pepper. Yeah, and the oh, pickles. Jalapeno. The different types of mustard. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. It pretty is, incredible. And the, the celery salt, which of course is key. Yeah, I am hungry now that you say <laughs> that. Yeah, that, that does sound wonderful, doesn't it? It does. All right, Gordo, uh, I understand we still have a couple of items on the list to cross off yet. Yeah, I got a few. Let me start with a heavy one, then we'll get into a silly one, and then we'll uh, listen to something that uh, a well-known NBA player has to say about uh, the, the NBA situation as, as it is right now. Let me ask you about the Rooney rule in the NFL. Have you seen these proposals that the NFL is coming up with to change, to modify the Rooney Rule. Um, as it is now, the Rooney Rule uh, uh, expects that every opening for a head coach in the NFL, the team has to uh, uh, interview at least one quote-unquote minority candidate. Okay? That team is named after Dan Rooney, the Steelers, uh, former Steelers owner, who uh, who uh, was involved in in that, and it seems like folks aren't happy with the effect that the Rooney Rule has had on the NFL as a whole. The league is seventy percent non-white, but there are only four non-white head coaches and two non-white general managers in the league. Uh, Three of the most recent 20 head coaching vacancies have been filled by coaches of color, including one of five during the 2020 season, offseason. So how do you feel about that, Jake? Well, you, you said people are unhappy with the Rooney Rule. What it, by meaning it's not they, effective enough? They, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. They Just want, clarify. They, yes. They want more candidates to be interviewed for every opening. There's a whole list of proposals, but essentially the gist of it is give more opportunity to uh, minority coaches because in part because the league is made up, as I said, of more than 70% non-white. Do you think 
that it should be based on the number of players involved in the league or should it be based on the the percentage of population as a whole? What are your thoughts? I know it's a sensitive topic, but what do you think? So oftentimes, Gordon, I, th- I think when you identify problems, you know, quote unquote problems, what people perceive as problems with stats like that, sometimes the solutions that, that come up and seem obvious aren't necessarily effective. And I, I like the intent of the Rooney rule for the reasons that you laid out there. It, it seems like, uh, you know, the minorities are not represented in equal proportion, but should they be? That's another question that, that you can ask. But I, I don't think the Rooney rule has been all that effective because teams just figure out a way around it, which I think is is actually offensive, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, how they have, uh, you know, where they'll interview a minor a minority coach will interview for 20 different jobs because they're all just trying to satisfy that requirement. I don't like that. And I don't like that byproduct. And if it's been ineffective, it's because maybe it's not the right rule. And, and I say this because I, I've been thinking about this a lot today after seeing this news because I do I do value diversity, but I also value fairness, right? Now, does this, does this the Rooney rule or the rule you're talking about where they're going to give you a better draft status if a certain amount of your front office is a minority? Is that right? Right. That's right. The, the new thing today. You know, does that accomplish uh, in, in diversity and fairness? I'm, I'm not so sure that it does. I was thinking of, well, what way would be a different, better way to look at it? And I thought, why not, if your problem that our, our players are not evolving into good coaches and good general managers, well, those are different skill sets. Just because yes. you're a good player doesn't mean you're a good coach or it doesn't necessarily mean you're a good general manager either. Why not start programs with players that prepare them for lives as coaches and general managers? But maybe Wouldn't they that are produ- being- See, see, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but what I wonder about is, are there really qualified candidates who are not getting the jobs because uh, there is at least the, I don't know if you want to call it an accusation out there, that people hire people who are more like them, you know? I believe that, but how do you correct that behavior if possible? Because these NFL franchises have proven that they're going to hire who they want to hire. And if they yeah. have to, to skirt around the rules or, or just entertain the rules briefly to do so, they're going to do that. So what? how is that rule effective if, if NFL franchises themselves aren't going to – I mean, because is, is it the interview that actually matters? How do you – Well, do you, I think they think that, that at least opens the door of awareness, that this guy is here and he's really qualified. Give him a chance to talk. Give him a chance to be interviewed and do it earnestly. So, th- and now they're talking about making the rule so that it's double the number of candidates. I'm with you. I'm all for hire the best man for the job. But if it comes down to being what you perceive to be equal, and you go with the guy who is more like you, then that's unfortunate because you've got a, got a bunch of people over here who are really smart and capable, but are they getting the opportunity they deserve? Well, and it, it is, is the Rooney rule fair, per se? I mean, how do we get to a point? We'd all like to get to a point where we could just eliminate race from the discussion, right? I realize we're not there before I get the... The tweets and the in the correspondence. I realize that uh, that's you know in the hundred acre wood, but isn't that where we all want to be? That it doesn't matter. 
that you'll hire the best person for the job and, uh, you know, you don't have to uh, to uh, interview a minority because it won't matter if the if your candidate's a minority but or see, not. But, Jake, but I just I just don't think they're there yet. I, I, I don't I either. Don't and think, that's what yeah. I said. I don't either. Yeah. But, but isn't that where isn't that where we're trying to be? So could we relook at things in a way to try and get us to that goal? Yeah, and that's I'm, what all, I, look, I'm all for whatever would work because I hate to see, I hate it to see qualified candidates against whom at least openly people say, oh, no, I'm not, I don't, I don't have, I'm not racist in way, shape or form. Okay, who are you hiring? What about this guy over here? Did you give him a fair shot? But, you I, know, I, but think I, about I, it. I, I mean, understand. Fairness, hire the best man for the job. But don't preclude anybody from that job just because of ethnicity or color or anything else. And I don't think that necessarily happens a lot anymore. Oh, maybe it, maybe man, it does. Well, well, tell me this, Gordon. Actually, and, and I don't know what your opinion on this is, but I would think that if Mike Tomlin somehow said, I'm done with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I bet he could have any NFL job he wanted tomorrow. Really? I'm not sure. A coach with that kind of track record and those kind of results, you don't think? I, I mean, I mean, I'd maybe like to, maybe the Patriots aren't firing Bill Belichick, I guess. But I mean, how many NFL franchises would be lining up for that dude's services? Yeah, I don't know. Lots. I don't know. Lots. But, Almost but everybody. See, but here's my thing: based on what I've learned talking to people, I think there are many other qualified guys out there. And I understand that the NFL and most of pro sports, most competitive situation you could ever operate in, and guys want to win. They want to win. And that's what they say. They want to win. They don't look at race. They don't look at the color of anyone's skin. They just want to hire someone for the job, best man for the job. Okay, but I think there are guys who are still being, if not, I don't even say left out, but they're, they're not getting as strong a look as they deserve. See, I don't know if that's the case. Or yeah, are there, I, I, are there I not... I think that's the case. You know, and I, I think that's the impetus behind what they're trying to do. Oh, I think it's the impetus. But I'm, I don't know if it's necessarily the case. I mean, the Rooney rule was pretty extreme back when it was implemented. When was that, Gordon? What what year do you know off the top of your head? No, 90s? Know. Somewhere in there? You know, All I know and, is look at the you, numbers, Jake. Well, and, the, the, and they you, haven't changed. You, that's my point. It, you, that, got that, four, that, you got four head coaches... That rule has been around for how long now, Gordon? And it hasn't really had any effect. So if maybe right. change but the that, way you, that you think about you, it. Yeah, okay. But now you're talking two different things. Your first question was, is there a need for it? And I think there is a need for it, a more effective way of getting there. Uh, I certainly don't think it's a matter of, oh, it's not necessary anymore. I just don't know how effective it is. I think you and I are operating with the the same uh, kind of principles here uh, that we'd like to see more diversification for the reasons that you've laid out. I just don't know if their current method of trying to do so, I don't know if that's working. Yeah. And maybe then uh, that's what I was trying to say with like maybe you you take your players that have interest in in pursuing a career in coaching or front office after their career and maybe have some sort of school you know, maybe have some sort of program where these players can prepare themselves for life after football. And then you have more candidates. You have well, more I, candidates I, I think, that can work their way up the system. That, okay. you know, uh, another there way. Are, but to, there are qualified candidates, Jake. That's what I'm saying. Are there qualified it, candidates that I, are I not getting opportunities? Are. I don't I know do that. I don't, that's quite a thing to throw around out there. Yeah. I don't know if that's true I or do. not. Well, that's the whole impetus behind this, because people think that's true, who are attached with the NFL. And I... I Based on my observation of the fact, four head coaches, Jake, 
Four. I I I know. I know. I'm, uh, that's what I'm trying to tell you, Gordon. I don't think our ideals are in a different position here. I just, mm-hmm. if it's not working, then find out a different way. And then there's this, Jake. Uh, Chris Paul, as president of the Players Association, was asked, I believe it was by Rachel Nichols, if I'm not mistaken, about the players want to as it uh, pertains to starting up the season again and uh, also what he considers to be safe conditions. Chris, you are the president of the Players Association, and here you are in another situation right now where you're being looked to for leadership. And again, there are no easy choices, except this time the opponent isn't racism. It's a worldwide pandemic, and the issues are literally life and death, the future fate of the league. How do you navigate all that? A lot of hard conversations that have to be made, a lot of hard decisions, but with the team around us, I think uh, ultimately... Uh, we'll we'll get to where we want to. Obviously, we want to play. Oh, man, we want to play. We want to play bad, too. Uh, and I think that's a consensus for the guys around the league. We want it to be, obviously, as safe as possible. But the biggest thing is we miss the game. I mean, Chris, what you just said, one of the things I keep hearing from players is we want to come back. We feel good coming back when it's safe. But how do you define safe? That's really the question, right? There's no zero risk option until there's a vaccine. And if you're waiting for that, you're talking about having no NBA for one or two years. So for you, what is safe? What does that mean? Well, it sounds like we need to get you on the, one of these committees, Rach. You know what I mean? So you, you can figure out what, what needs to happen so we can get back to play. Uh, I don't have the answers. I don't have all the answers, but I know that people are working tirelessly trying to figure it out. Well, what are you hearing most from players in terms of a detail of how things would resume that they're concerned about? Are they concerned most about testing? Are they concerned most about risk of injury after having a long layoff? Are they concerned about the playoff structure being fair? I think it's a combination of a, a lot of things, but at the end of the day, right now, no one expected this and knew that this was coming. So what is normal now, right? So I think that's what we're trying to figure out is what it looks like. And until we find those answers and we can come up with an actual plan, like right now is just, you know, it's basically sit and wait. Sort of the, the virus is in control. Gordon, that to me is Chris Paul whipping votes right there. That's, that's <laughs> him saying, hey, we're, we're eager to play. Let's, let's go ahead and get this done. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's his position. He stated that rather for, but I mean, it, it, the fact that it's his position means more than just one player, right? I mean, that's yeah. the that's he's the president of the Players Association. That's essentially the NBA PA's stance on this whole thing. It, it, in my opinion, if I'm if I'm somebody who's not necessarily comfortable and I'm listening to that interview, I'm thinking, well, I better get myself comfortable with it real fast. Yeah, because because that's going to be the position of the players. Because that's the the more powerful players within the league. That that's what they think, and so everybody else is going to have to fall in line. We talked a little bit about that yesterday, Jake, and how <laughs> is is there a, a a rank and file in the NBA of players who uh, don't feel that way and are not being represented here? I don't know. Uh, there's no way I can know that, but it sure sounds like the primary fellows around the league want to get back at it. Well, I don't want to I, I don't know about not represented because we don't know what's happening behind the scenes and just because you don't uh, win doesn't mean you weren't represented as we all know also well. But there was no poll taken, no official. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Not authorized by them anyway. 
<laughs> but so I don't know. I mean, there would have to be players with reservations. I mean, this is just the world we're in right now. We're all approaching this thing as best we can from our own perspective. And there's bound to be players that aren't 100 percent on board. But I don't know how much their opinion is being considered. But the pe- the fact that Chris Paul is that uh, what uh Determined adamant. about it, adamant. That's a great word, adamant about it. I mean, that says something. I mean, that says well, that the, the players are on board. And I think you bring up a good point there because there, it, it, just because a player is hesitant to go back to do it doesn't mean he's lazy. Doesn't mean that he's anything negative. It means he he's he's concerned about you know the safety of other players, uh, his own safety, and the players. I mean, the, the members of his own family and household. So those are all legitimate. Concerns. It's not a matter of oh, I don't want to. I don't feel like it anymore. I don't want to do that. We've said this before, uh, but the interesting one will be how they handle somebody if they refuse to play. If they say <laughs> "Union be yeah. damned," I ain't yeah. playing. Yeah. What do you do with that guy? Yeah, I, I, because to to force him under these conditions back when he doesn't feel comfortable that. That's unconscionable, isn't it? I mean, no, and it's probably legal. But would it be, would it be a really good look? I mean, it would be a bad message. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I mean, they can do the, it though. I'm sure they can do it. Or I, I mean, they can't force anybody to play, but they they could not pay them. Yeah, yeah. I yep. mean, they're not going to you know zip tie somebody like Austin on the side of the road and and dump them on the floor and then blow the whistle. I mean, that's not going to happen. But could they, you know, would they put them on the IR like we talked about yesterday? Would they not pay them? I mean, how would they how would they do that? We may, I don't know if we'll find that out, but we might. I'm sorry, I can't get the image of Austin zip tied on the side of the road. It's happened. My mind it has it happened. happened. Yeah, it has it happens. happened. These things do happen. Yep, they do. And, uh, and give us one more time, uh, Austin, uh, why that happened? Uh, because uh, there had been an exchange of vehicles, but no exchange of registrations, and my wife's name was not the same as my last name, and the name on the registration was her relative or her sister or her mom or both. I can't remember, and no one was answering their phones, and they're like, "Well, sorry, we." We want to believe you, but uh, we can't. So uh, assume so the position. You had stole. That you had, uh, you were guilty of grand theft auto. They they honestly did not think I was, but by the book they had to treat it as though I was. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite okay. parts of of that story is it was all miscommunication, right? And Austin couldn't get anybody on the phone, and I believe his lovely wife Whitney was napping at the time. Yeah. And after Austin got it all sorted out and got home, and this is how I have it pictured in my mind. By the way, this may not be true at all, but this is how it pictured in my mind. Austin comes in, you know, fuming a little bit, and says hello, and Whitney just goes. Oh, I just got up from the best nap. How are you? <laughs> Did I miss anything? <laughs> what, uh, what happened? Hi, babe. Don't you babe me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that I did go so in. I found, I found her asleep, and I just very loudly yelled, "Hi, I'm home." Because <laughs> your ringer is not on. Hope you're it? sleeping well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Sounds of various clips coming up next. Also known as Drop of the Day. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. Guess who's back? You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
sorry if you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? It's time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day here on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Austin today has our selection. And uh, Austin, I think you should uh, you should set this up for us. Uh, the state of Florida. It gives us oranges, orange juice. It gives us uh, beautiful uh, resort areas down there. The only sports we got at the moment? Correct. Absolutely. You're uh-huh. right. Uh, but it also gives us the strangest and weirdest of people and news. Correct. And people in the news. You'll recall that every year a hurricane season rolls around down Florida and wreaks its havoc. Well, this was a couple years ago. In fact, no, it was last September. This man uh, thought he had a plan and a suggestion for the U.S. government on how to stop the hurricanes from uh, doing their damage. can't see how they haven't come up with some kind of way to com- combat these storms yet they keep saying now uh, you know two days ago three days ago oh it said this but it's going to hit all this warm weather all this warm weather and warm water we have a navy why don't the navy come and drop ice in the warm water so it that it can't get going as fast as it's going there's got to be ways to combat this instead of just pointing at the thing and say well it's uh, now it's getting worse yeah, we know it's getting worse, but you tell us, oh, it's the warm weather, oh, it's the wind. Well, we have an Air Force. Drive some Air Force planes around to get the winds going the opposite way. The Navy to go in circles to fight it the other way. What do you guys think? That'll work? Or? I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know uh, if if that. Uh, what just have the planes fly the opposite direction? That's, Is that what, he, he's what going he's with the Superman theory? Yeah. If right. you need to turn back time, you hire the Air Force to fly their F 16s in the opposite direction of the uh, the hurricane, and it it works itself out. Huh. You would have to drag half of Antarctica up to the uh, those hurricane regions, those alleys, in order to for that to be effective. Yeah, the Gulf Stream heats like a whole continent. Uh, on its way over to Europe, right? So I don't it's know. It's not like a cocktail. It's not like it's not like a fruit punch. I don't think that's going to work. Drop some ice in there and I think cool it all down. I think you'd kill a lot of stuff too, right? If you if you <laughs> lowered the temperature of the ocean for even a brief amount of time, wouldn't that kill a lot of sea life? I mean, we got a navy. Why don't they just drag some ice up here? <laughs> They're just sitting down on the duffets doing nothing. And by the way, if there, there there are certain problems like, you know, hurricanes and that sort of thing, like if it were that simple, do you think this guy ever thought like, all right, if it were that simple, somebody would have thought of it by now? Like somebody smarter than well, Bob the, from Tampa? I'm would've... the only guy thinking here. Nobody else is using the brains. <laughs> get the Navy, get the Air Force, get the Space Force. I don't care. Get the hurricanes out of here. This is America. Hmm. Build a wall around <laughs> the hurricane while you're at it. I'm trying to picture the U.S. Air Force uh, flying over near a hurricane and trying to spin in the opposite direction to change the wind <laughs> speed. I don't think it worked. On three, boys. <laughs> How about uh, get the Blue Angels in here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. Don't know if it's going to work. If it had a possibility of working, something tells me they would have tried. It by now. All right, everybody, just run really fast in the opposite direction. This will it'll that'll, work. That will take care. I of swear. This. Hmm. 
Hey, I have a question, guys. Do you think that uh, I have a friend whose uh, whose daughter is a, a Navy pilot, and she, you know, she doesn't fly anymore, but she used to fly uh, fighters off of uh, the decks of uh, aircraft carriers. Should we get her on the show? That sounds really fascinating to me, doesn't it? To you? Yeah, it sounds uh, fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, holy cow! Pretty amazing. You think you think you could be trained to do that, Austin? I mean, if this guy in Florida can be, I'll I'll be as good at that job as this guy in Florida <laughs> is at uh, solving uh, hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is that he's he's crashing and burning. I don't think you would be good at that profession. Why not? You have to be decisive to fly a fighter jet, right? You can't be the type of guy that asks for recommendations at a Taco Bell drive-thru. <laughs> What's the, the Crunch Wrap Supreme? That sounds pretty good. What do you like on the... What's on the, is the chef in? <laughs> I think, I think you have to be... It was a new item. It, had just been, it was just been introduced. Let me guess. It had a tortilla, some cheese, beans, and meat of some sort, right? And sauce of your choosing? I think you have to be decisive to be a fighter pilot. I don't think that can be your mentality. I interviewed a guy once. He used to train fighter pilots, and he was a uh, he was a psychologist, and he would teach them to uh, all the different things they had to do. And he gave me all that information, so I'd probably be pretty good at it. <laughs> no, for gosh. that reason, just because I I the wondered what the, the what the new taco tasted I, like. I wrote a column in the L.A. Times <laughs> See, about this. I know how to fly jets. <laughs> this reminds me, my brother had a story where he was with a, a group that went to Hawaii and they were on Waikiki. It was like a school thing. They're on Waikiki Beach and had some free time and they decided to rent surfboards and they go up to the guy <laughs> renting the surfboard and the guy's like, you guys need a few pointers? And my brother and one of the, there were three of them. My brother, the other guy's like, yeah, we've never done this before. We need need some pointers. And the third guy goes, no, no, I'm good. I've been I've been reading surfing magazines all summer. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly passed on it, and it did not go well. I won't finish the story, but let's just say he wasn't very successful. But that that reminds me of that. Gordon's like, you know, I I talked to a guy once who who trained some of those people, maybe, and uh, I think with that info, I I think I'd skip right to the right to the. I wouldn't even have to go to school. Well, first of all, I have great admiration for people who do that kind of flying because it's 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 overwhelming to your average individual. However, uh, this this uh, this psychologist who trained pilots, he did give me a whole list of things, and I did go through that that training to see how I would do. I thought I I mastered it. Excuse me, what 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 other what is this crunch wraps? Tell me, dude, what, what's your favorite item on this uh, Taco like, Bell? Uh, what what like should I get a, here? It's like in the Bell of Jones Taco when he was looking at the plane and he he'd never flown it before, and he said, "Well, how hard could it be?" Or was that uh, Han Solo? I don't know. Somebody Harrison Ford was playing. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the zone. Phone joining us now from the warehouse. He is our good friend Tom. Two locations for you: nineteen sixty-seven South, three hundred West, eighty-six East University Parkway. Tom, what kind of fighter pilot do you think you'd be? Uh, aggressive. <laughs> I could see that, actually. That makes a lot of sense. I, I, li- I like to go fast. <laughs> Gordon likes fast cars, so he'd like yeah. fast jets, too. But, but hold on, Tom. I'm afraid if you were in the cockpit of a, of a jet fighter, I would not want to hear the word boom. Well, yeah, when you hit the sonic boom, when they go to supersonic, it makes yeah. a boom. You'd want to hear boom. See? Oh, I got you now. 
So how about we do a supersonic boom type of deal? I like it. And, and if we're talking Taco Bell. There's only one item there, and it's the 10-pack for five ninety nine. Hard shell tacos, right? Right. <laughs> well, this is as good a value as a 10-pack for five ninety nine, <laughs> well And it is a king bed, headboard, California king headboard, footboard rails, a premium S-brand mattress that don't say it, Jake. I know you're tempted. With the box spring, the entire package, $4.99. We've got deals all weekend long, and I've got one that yesterday. Do you remember the the gray home theater chairs that we went crazy at $99? Oh, yeah. Yesterday, I had 26 pieces left. I now have Eight pieces left. I'm going to hit it one more time at a double boom. Your choice, 69 bucks each. They're made by Klausner. They're normally 399 If you're doing the home theater, it's the best deal you'll ever hear of. I only have six of them left, but $69. That's 30% cheaper than we were being crazy at $99. Hmm. Wow. How about, last but not least, sending this to the weekend, king adjustable bed head up with a gel-infused memory foam bat- mattress. It's a 2400 to $2,700 deal, depending on what store you go to. We're doing it for $1,000, $999. Come and see us. It's the warehouse. The best time in our history to buy an adjustable bed. 86 East University Parkway in Orem, and don't forget Salt Lake, 1967 South, 300 West, and Gordon, I know you'd want to hear a boom in that supersonic jet. Yeah, kaboom. Going fast. Hey, Tom, you are the best. Thank you, as always, for jumping Thanks, on with guys. us. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. That's our good friend Tom from The Warehouse. Check him out. Two locations, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Gordon, uh, can I, I, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, uh, I guess let me put it this way with this whole Jordan Dock and uh, there's a there's been a conspiracy theory that has been uh, alleged. And I'm curious to where you weigh in on uh, on this situation. Right. OK. We all remember the flu game where the Bulls beat the Jazz 90-88 to in Game 5 of the NBA Finals in, uh, what was that, 1997? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Jordan's trainer at the time, and I'm trying to get this guy's first name. His last name is Grover. Tim Grover. He's, he's been out, and he's, he's made this allegation before, but he's resurfaced on a podcast once again. And he basically said that uh, Jordan did not have the flu, that he had food poisoning, and he uh, said that they ate, they ordered a pizza when they were staying in Park City. And uh, this guy said it was suspicious that there were five people that came to deliver the pizza. And uh, the MJ was the only one that ate it. And he got a call at 3 o'clock in the morning with uh, MJ sick and uh, curled up in the fetal position on his, uh, uh, on his uh, bathroom floor. He said this. He says, I've not known any flu that can hit you that fast, but I know how quickly food poisoning can hit you. 
where where are you at on this? Did did Jordan have the flu? Was he poisoned? Like uh, this guy says, uh, was it a hangover? Where are you at on this uh, on this whole thing? That seems like quite the stretch of the imagination to think he was poisoned. Come on, Jake. Oh, I one hundred percent think he was uh, poisoned by why, some loyal jazz you, fan. Oh, why would you do that? Because just... fans are constantly looking for how they can affect the outcome of the game. This is this this is a very effective way to do that. You poison the best well, player on the planet. Well, okay, but it could be food poisoning. But I, I don't think it was intentionally done. I mean, I don't know what was wrong with Jordan at that time, and I don't know how fast flu can come on. I mean, it, it could. It, who knows how long it had been incubating? I, I don't know that. So, I, what? Why? Why would five people show up to deliver a pizza? And why? What would that have to do with anything? To witness. Why would you eat what? it if five people are delivering? Well, I don't pizza? know, Michael. That actually, the Grover guy addressed that. He said uh, they told Michael not to eat it, and he said, "Screw it." Uh, okay. Yeah, you're right. you're a jazz fan working at an all night pizza joint. You get a phone call. Somehow you're tipped that the pizza's for Michael Jordan. You poison that guy. Are you a jazz then, fan or five, not? Five people show up doesn't mean necessarily they want to witness anything because it's going to take some time to take effect anyway. So I but, but I bet people like to show up just to say they saw Michael Jordan. Get are you a jazz fan or not? That's what I say. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? What, what am are I you doing? doing? Are you there to help your team or not? It does I, seem like uh, the things they did to the jazz players in Chicago were much nicer. Antoine Carr did talk about that, yeah. In that I'll ESPN. let you Google it yourselves. Yeah. So you're not going me. with I mean, the you're not going with the poisoning. I that you're buying the hangover? I guess it's possible, uh, but I that's not the way I would figure, but You think it was the flu? I don't know what it was. I wasn't there. I didn't witness it. I don't know exactly. I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, this uh, this this trainer of Michael's claims that he it, it was food poisoning. Okay. And alludes to it being intentional. So does because sometimes I feel people say, "Oh, he wasn't. It wasn't a flu. He was hungover." But like somehow that diminishes. What he did in that game, like, well, if it was the flu, then sure, it was. A, he overcame something tough. But if it was a hangover, he chose it, and therefore, but it was still hard to do what he did. That hard night. to do, but I get that actually, though, because if, if it's self-inflicted, you can't really complain. I mean, honestly, if if somebody calls into work hungover, you're not going to say, "Wow, I feel bad for that guy." You're going to be angry because they should be at work and not <laughs> hungover. But if they're hungover. That means they're no longer drunk, right? Uh-huh. So they can be at work. Right. What if they have a record sales day while being hungover? That's still a very cool feat to accomplish. Okay. That's I hard to what, do. I see what you're saying, but like, I, I, it's it's tough to have sympathy for somebody who's hungover. Let me put it that way. Sympathy, fine. Fine. Don't And, and I don't have sympathy for him, even if it were the flu, because it's Michael Jordan, boo-hoo, poor baby. But... I do respect wait, 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 and appreciate wait, wait, wait. what he whoa, did whoa, that game. Whoa, 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 whoa! Come on, if if the guy's sick, he's sick. You're gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna wish that upon anyone. I didn't he wish it upon him. Say. I just don't feel bad for him. Right. Well, why wouldn't you feel bad for him? Because he's Michael Jordan, and he does not need any time for me to feel bad for him. Right. He's a human being. Man. Not he's really sick. And if you did poison him, you certainly <laughs> did wish that upon him. Well, I, I guess if I were a jazz fan, I would look at it like I would file it away as a possibility, but not a probability. 
Okay. Stay tuned. Wait, a possibility of that you would do it or that it happened? Oh, that, 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 that. How wow. many people have you poisoned in your day, Gordon? Uh, well, uh, I do cook every once in a while, but I, uh, you know, not, I, nobody on purpose. See, that's that's part of my suspicion why you did not cook dinner for your family last week. Is because I think if you actually did, you probably would have poisoned them in some. Agree with you, Gordon. But then we'd both be right. And it seemed like everybody came Jake. away from that healthy. Jake, 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 Jake. What? Jake. <laughs> what, Gordon? If if I hadn't become uh, the, the if I hadn't followed the profession I did, I think I would have wanted to be a chef. <laughs> I've heard you say that before, and I just yeah. don't buy it. I don't buy I, it at it, all. Well, I'm not sure of it, but. Uh, I like the creativity of it. I like uh, the challenge of it. Uh, I think I, I could have done pretty well with that. And I probably would have ended up on TV on one of these chef shows. Oh, you probably you know? would have. <laughs> <laughs> I see Gordon fixing you know? those, those bison burgers for his family. He's like, you know what I'm going to dress the buns up with? You know what will make these takes taste just extra good? I'm going to rub some raw chicken on those, bu- on those buns <laughs> just to really get that flavor there. Just to... You know, I think that'll work well. Well, as I said the other night as I was uh, filming that, I said the Galloping Gourmet is at a slow trot. As, as but but, but had I gotten the proper evidence. training, I think I, I would have been really good at it. Because then, I, then it's a feel thing, you know, and you know, just say, hey, I'm going to add this in just to make it a little different this time. And mm, it'll be delectable. Can we get I, Gordon I, on that World's Worst Cooks show on, <laughs> on Food Network? Have you ever seen that, where they take people that have no idea I how to cook? I don't know what that, song, what that show is. Yeah, it's called World, uh, Worst Cooks. Worst Cooks of America. Oh, he'd win. I don't know what? if there's winners, but he'd win. Well, you win by, by cooking well. But you, the, the oh, whole, he'd lose. The whole premise is you go in with, with no culinary skill what's, whatsoever. And it's are actually they tough a, dishes? It's a fairly entertaining show. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's they, not whip up some mac and cheese. Well, they start there, and then they, they kind of that? work their way up. But I wonder if we can get Gordon on there, I I, uh, I I'm <laughs> confident that I could make an impact. Has anyone ever run into a I don't know a stuck freezer door? <laughs> I mean that's just game over for everybody, right? No, that thing jumped the tracks, man. It was, it <laughs> Why was Lisa able to put it back on? Because it had happened to her once, and someone had shown her how to fix oh, it. This is ridiculous. Just let the freezers off the and track. Didn't you, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't, man. It wasn't. <laughs> Lisa! <laughs> and didn't you call her to come home from, like, Spanish Fork or something? No! Like? She was next door! She was literally 100 feet away or whatever it At is. At book club whatever. doing something else. For herself. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, it took all of two minutes to get it fixed, and... And it wasn't a can of peas or something, you know. Like so you, helpless. You don't put cans of peas in the freezer. It wasn't a container. Good point. Pea. Good point. Frozen it, it, peas. Oh, I'm looking up this well, show and filling out an application. You know what? You right should now. really watch it. It's actually fairly entertaining. We <laughs> we, we got, should uh, submit Gordon. It, I agree. We got it back on the track, and uh, then, we then it was yeah we. That Where's the bread? Man. I'm telling you, I worked on that for a good two or three minutes before I called. <laughs> where, do, where do we keep the bread? <laughs> okay, look, that happened, but it was 37 years ago, Where's okay? The bread? Oh, that's my favorite. All right. Put the, come on. <sighs> Never mind. There's no excuse for that do one. Do we have bowls? I don't, I don't even care know how long ago it was. <laughs> where do kids eat your cereal? <laughs> 
That's amazing. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show. I'm going to make my own food. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280. Bake up my own bread. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, another week comes and goes. But I, I, I got to say this, usually Friday, and it does feel the same still as every other day. But for some reason, I feel this weekend we had, it was less of an all stop in society. Or this week, not this weekend, this week. Feels like it was less of an all stop. Does that make any sense? And when you say all stop, you mean everything isn't just uh, nothing's happening? Well, like uh, the um, the practice facility opened up this week, and we got news about mm. the the players' association and how they're working through that. We the the details about college football's possible return and all the stakeholders weighing in on that. It just felt like in the world of sports, this week was less. You know, um, uh, what movie is that where they're uh, they're stuck at sea with no wind and they're just uh, waiting for wind to blow. What's it called? Master and Commander? Oh, right, right, right. Where they, it's just oh, all yeah. still, and they're out there in the ocean just basically adrift. And then there's that... And they finally get to the Galapagos? Then finally, well, they, there's that one scene where you see the little flag blowing, and, and everybody's like, holy cow, it's wind. You know, I felt like maybe that flag twitched a little bit this week. No, we're not up to six knots yet. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not smooth sailing to the Galapagos quite yet. But I, I feel like that the the flag up there on the mast, I felt like that twitched a little bit this week. What was the ship that was chasing uh, chasing them down too? Uh, the Black Pearl. Or, no, no, that they were they were chasing. <laughs> oh, what was it? <sighs> the the Santa the Maria, Santa Maria Pinta. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Is it see. the Mayflower? No. Uh, the Ella Fitzgerald. The the, the constellation. Uh, the USS Minnow. The HMS Surprise <laughs> was the one that they were uh, uh, that they were on. I don't know what the it Queen was. Anne. It could have been the Queen Anne. <laughs> I guess uh, this that one is, is called the Titanic. What is that? Hmm. Don't know. The Titanic. Uh, oh, the Titanic. Hmm. I see what you're saying. Sorry, I'm still trying to look and, and see what what ship they're chasing but uh anyway uh, what uh acheron that's right i don't think so acheron yeah a-c-h-e-r-o-n acheron that movie thumbs up thumbs down it's really long i know see that's everybody's complaint but i love that I movie it. i liked it yeah i liked it that and and wasn't that didn't they they made that movie that book is extraordinarily long right i mean they so they matched the length. <laughs> I think they like took a ton of stuff out. I guess is what I'm saying. And Ow! it was still three hours long. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I love that movie. That's I saw it once. Movie. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Really? It's too long. If I see it on the on the old telly, I'll I'll stop. The telly. Did they run across the uh, the bounty on that in that movie? The bounty. Mm-hmm. What you? I don't know what you're referring to, Gordon. It feels you like you're making the bounty. It feels like you're you making a joke again that I don't understand. You've never heard of the bounty? The, the I, I feel like I have, but like what the paper towels? <laughs> you have never heard of the story, the mutiny on the bounty? Oh yeah. Well, what does that have to do with this? It was a joke. We were naming ships. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. Well. 
What's the name of the ship where the Buccaneers play? The Jolly Roger? No, that's the flag, right? Yes. What is the name of the ship? I have no idea. Actually, I think they named the ship the Jolly Roger. The Jolly Roger? Yeah. Okay. Well, Gordon, this ship, is a... Bu- ship happens, I know that. Yeah. What a bizarre way to uh, to wrap up the week, but feels fitting in a weird way, no? Yeah, I suppose. In a weird way, but everything's weird these days. No doubt. Hey, uh, find a way to enjoy your weekend, will you? Will do. You too. Everybody, stay safe, stay sane. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you on Monday on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.